What's up with the old guys? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog the Magnificent Show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here as always we're gonna i'm gonna talk to the old guy tonight no not myself um (laughs) you know i i mentioned this previously uh, a couple of weeks ago i found out that my biggest demographic is actually 18 to 25 year olds followed very closely by 25 to 35 year olds which surprised the hell out of me like why would young people be tuning into the geezer the boomer as it is uh for uh, entertainment information and so forth. And so it's still kind of a puzzling thing, but that doesn't mean we don't have some old guys in the audience. We do. I know we do. Uh, some of uh, my peers are of the people who are most active in writing to me uh, when complaining about the show or telling me questions I should have asked or uh, telling me guests I should have on. So we have a lot of those people, and they're all welcome. Everybody's welcome. But tonight we're going to talk to somebody who's just a couple of years older than me and calls himself the old guy, which, um, you know, okay, I, I have to accept that I am an old guy now. Uh, it's it's kind of weird, but, you know, I've always felt like I was an old guy. When I turned 20, I thought I was an old guy. When I th- turned 30, I thought I was an old guy. 40, 50. When I turned 60, I was just proud to be alive and, and happy to still be alive, and that's the way I feel right now. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but as you know, or if you pay attention to this program, you know, uh, last week, a week ago yesterday, I had uh, Chris Burris on from SES Research uh, talking about ESS-60, uh, this carbon molecule thing uh, that is the main uh, ingredient in my vital C, myvitalc.com. And this is not a sponsorship or a promotion in any way. I want you to know that. Uh, this is what uh, we're going to be talking about in just a moment is an experiment, an experiment on me or using me. Um, so Chris was on last Thursday, and it part of the claim is that uh, this product can increase your lifespan by uh, 90% or more, which would mean I'm uh, almost at middle age again which is a good thing. Uh, But I said to him, you know, I really don't think I want to live to 130, 140 years old. And uh, he said, that's because you're thinking of it in terms of, oh, this stuff will make you feel great. It will give you energy. It'll help you sleep more uh, better at night. It will really uh, kind of add quality to your life and make you feel young. So what if you were 120 years old and feel the way you do right now and, and have the lifestyle you do right now, would you sign up for it? And I would say... Yeah, probably. So he said, well, how about this? I'll come back in late October, and we'll we'll set you up with a free trial, and uh, we'll use you to kind of show your audience how it worked. Now, I will say this. Didn't start well. Got it last Saturday night. Was excited to get it and said, oh, yeah, I want to try this stuff. And by the way, this is only this is my nighttime dose. The daytime dose you do as a shot, like a whiskey shot, but it's it's this stuff. And what it is dissolved in olive oil so i got it but my i threw my back out that night and didn't sleep well and had low energy the next day and i was just in a cranky mood uh so 
it, it didn't work out uh, too well, and I was, I was down on it. But then by the time Monday came around, I, I noticed. I said, you know what? I said to my wife, I said, you know, I'm feeling a lot more energy, and I'm sleeping better. And, of course, scientifically, there's no way I can link it to this stuff. And could be all in the noggin, right? Uh, but I said to my wife, I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm loving this stuff. And uh, so she said, you're not the kind of person who would let it affect uh, your, your mental condition <laughs> mental condition uh affect how the this, the product works well it's not true everybody is susceptible to um you know a little bit of that um uh effect of uh just being you know letting your subconscious letting your suggestion drive you but it's been five days now and i feel really energetic it's really been working the negative thing about it and here goes it tastes god awful God awful. It's the worst tasting stuff. It's mixed with olive oil. So you think, well, olive oil, you're an Italian guy. It should be okay with you. No, 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 no. Try doing a shot of oil, olive oil and get back to me on, on, uh, but this stuff is just really God awful, but it makes me feel well. So I'm doing it. Why am I doing it on the air? Because I know myself, if I don't do it on the air, I will slack and put it aside. And then October 29th, Chris will be back here and I will still have all, all this product left and not have tried it all. So I'm doing it to hold myself accountable so you folks can see what's going on. And here goes. That's just a water chaser, by the way. Um, do I look younger? I feel better. All right. No, I'm just kidding. It takes a while, but I will. I have been feeling more energetic. Uh, so that's the upside of it. So as I mentioned tonight, uh, and I've already, I practiced saying his, his last name three times already, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Orist is uh, a 67 year old podcaster, blog, blogger, internet marketer, stand up comedian, and former periodontal regenerative surgeon that lives uh, in Las Vegas with his wife. Uh, they're empty nesters and, and uh, have two college-age children, and he's kind of living his good life, uh, calling himself the old guy, and has the podcast called The Old Guy and a blog called The Old Guy, and I'm going to bring up his uh, webpage in a minute when I bring him in. But please, uh, he's going to help us, or help me, and a lot of old guys like me, figure out how to live a better life. I'm going to want to get his comment on this, being a, a doctor and all. Uh, he should have uh, some some insight on this product. So it should be interesting. Please open up your ears and open up your mind and help me welcome in Oris, the old guy. Oris, welcome. What do you got there? My Vital C? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. You're, you're, you're not only a, a, a customer, you're the president. No, uh, what, yeah, yeah. What's, that all, what's that all about? Uh, well, you know what? I, uh, there's a few people I follow because uh, I'm, I'm a big believer, big believer in better living through science. And so there's a, there's a few people that I follow in the anti-aging space. And uh, – and so uh, I ran actually across Chris. Chris's. I ran across Chris, and I had I interviewed Chris on my show. Uh, old guy talks to me, and uh, so I, I'm very familiar. Uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife who doesn't believe in anything, uh, she doesn't believe in anything. Uh, she and I have been taking this for oh gosh, uh, I'm going to say almost nine months, uh, and we've really noticed a difference. And we notice the difference when we get off of it. Sometimes we travel and we run out of it, don't bring it with us or whatever, and we really notice. So yeah, no, I'm totally familiar with it now. The the, the I'm going to call bullshit a little bit on Chris because he's got no randomized 
clinical studies that that will tell you that you can live 90% longer. Right. I mean, there are no 140-year-old men out there. So, well, uh, that would but, that would be difficult to do, wouldn't it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but, but uh, as far as uh, energy, uh, sleeping better, just kind of being in a better mood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he claimed the study on the on the rats that live twice uh, almost twice right, as right, long. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But uh, what I want to ask him is, they probably took it right from birth, right? Those rats that he'd used in the laboratory, uh, the clinical studies, they probably started those rats on it right out of uh, you know right out of the egg or where. Well, no, well, actually, actually not, and I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, uh, the, the particular studies he's talking about. But uh, rats and mice and those kind of uh, laboratory animals do not have a long life, and that's not because they're being experimented on. Uh, they just generally generally tend not to live very long. Right. And, that's why and, they do the the the, the, the right. longevity yeah. study on them. Right. Yeah. 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 So 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 uh, yeah. But I I mean placebo effect, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, I feel better. My wife feels better. We got a lot more energy. I've actually, uh, uh, what's happened, actually, the other thing that's happened is that um, my hair is growing faster. Now, it's not getting any thicker, but it's growing faster. And, uh, and, and so, so that, that's kind of a, a, a weird thing that's happening. And uh, so, so, so we'll see that. Yeah, but so, it's, it's so funny that you, that you mentioned Vital C because I was like, I went over uh, and just got, got the prop. <laughs> right. Uh, so that, that's great. Well, I'm glad to good to know that you're on it nine months and still getting the effect that I'm getting. And again, I'm not sure if it's from this, but I've, I've, uh, it's only been a week. But I have to say, I really do feel better. I'm sleeping better. I feel more alert, more energetic. And uh, it's like, holy cow, if this stuff really works, I, I'd be happy to live even 90 uh and I, I i was ready to check out a week ago <laughs> <laughs> um so there's that what's your take on testosterone for old guys <laughs> oh we're gonna get right into it thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's get right into it uh well since i said i i'm a big big believer in better living through science, and uh, I need to give this disclaimer now. I wish I'd known I was going to do this. Uh, I'll do it by heart here. Uh, this is information only. I am not a physician. You are responsible for your own shit. Don't be stupid. Contact an appropriate professional before going through any kind of therapy or taking any medications. So right. now, yeah, and you are responsible for your own st- your own results. So now, now that I've uh, laid that disclaimer and uh, and sued the IP lawyer who helps me out is happy when I say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> so so uh, so I, this is it's no secret. Uh, I have been on testosterone optimization for coming close to 23 years now. Wow. I mean, I've been taking testosterone shots way before they had all these testosterone mills all, all going around. And uh, I will tell you that I am a, a big believer in it. Uh, and I, there, there are things that uh, I'm 67. Congratulations. And, 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I shouldn't be alive. There's things that I've done and, uh, that, 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 that I should be, I should be, I, I, there are times that I should have been dead and there are times I should have been in jail, but for the grace of God and a guardian angel, I'm not in either. Uh, wow. I would have yeah. never guessed that about you, Oris, cause, cause I, only because I know you were a surgeon and I'm like, they don't get in trouble. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so let's, let, uh, let me talk about this testosterone thing. So, um, I, my wife, I got married, uh, when I was 40. Wow. Okay. That was the first time. So I was a, I was kind of like a overcooked meal at that point. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, my, my friends were laughing at me because I was doing nesting shit. You know, I was, I was buying doilies and things like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was, I was, I was, just, I was doing that kind of stuff. And, um, and so we got married and we, we were, we had kind of a, a uh, complex uh, situation where we we worked in two different cities. My work was a uh, worked in Irvine, California, for a while, and I was I was in, in Phoenix, and so we had commuting marriage. Um, and uh, she was an attorney over there, and uh, so we ha she had our first child at a uh, when I was forty five, and when I was forty five, I was about two hundred and forty pounds. My waist and my age were the same, and my uh, my waist was outpacing my age, and uh, I mean I I I was I was just basically a fat motherfucker. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. And, and and yeah, there's no can we still say the word fat? Oh, I can't hear you. I can't I can't hear you. You know what? I muted it because the dogs were barking. Yes, you can say any words you want on this. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so, so I, I always, this, uh, so I had a, some friends who uh, were, uh, yeah, my the fat boy had some friends that were in the bodybuilding world, and and uh, and we start talking, and they said you should look at this, you should try this out, and I did, and of course this was like this was before it was, now now it's like you know you got a clinic on every corner now. Uh, and there's some things that, that you got to be worried about that. Uh, so yeah. I went and I found some doctors and they, they kind of guided me through the whole process about what to, what to do and all that stuff. And I started taking testosterone and I slimmed down to about 200 pounds. I started going to the gym. I started lifting. And I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I used to be referred to as a, that power lifter in the gym now. Uh, wow. you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brag, uh, 100, 110 pound dumbbells for bench press. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's guys that look a lot buffer than me that aren't doing what I'm doing. And so I have had a big benefit. Now it's not, you know, people think that testosterone is about sex or whatever. Um, uh, you know, and it's really about mental attitude. Uh, testosterone, at least in my opinion, is one of the most potent antidepressants for men that you can ever imagine. And I'll give you a little antidotal story because this happened, has happened a couple of times. There are a couple of times I've been uh, went off the testosterone. And one of them was just about a year and a, two years ago when my daughter and I, uh, and this is really a bonding experience if you go camping with your daughter for several days. Uh, we were in New Zealand for three weeks. And uh, so I did, I did not take my testosterone with me. Uh, because you know, one day with a border agent, a bad day with a border agent can can result in all sorts of you know crazy shit going on. And I just like, okay, I'm just gonna leave it at home. 
I'll, I'll deal with it. And so I was talking to my wife on the phone and, you know, about day seven. Uh, and she says, says, boy, you're really, you know, what's going on? You're not, you're not sounding yourself. You're kind of negative. And then like day 10, she just flat asked me out. She goes like, are you taking your testosterone? I go, no, I left it. And I made a long story. She goes, wow, that was noticeable. And wow. I've noticed other times, like, like uh, I've become hesitant when I don't take uh, testosterone. Uh, I kind of uh, fall back. I, I'm not as energetic. I'm um, not as engaged in life and things like that. And there's all sorts of other reasons. And and uh, I'll just give myself, if it's okay, I'll give myself a, a shameless plug here. But if you if you go to my uh, podcast, oldguytalkstome.com, there's two, uh, there's actually three interviews uh, on testosterone optimization. And one of them, uh, oh, oh, that's the old one. That's that's my website. Don't go there. Uh, oh, old, okay. Don't go there. <laughs> no, the old, no, the old guy talks to me. You just add to me at the end. That'll be work. And uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So, so I really noticed it. And so I've gotten into this world. And you know, my my primary care doctor was uh, when he first uh, 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 when I first started going on. There we go. Uh, when he first when he first when I first got on there, I have the same guy now, and uh, I give my doctor shit. Uh, I'm I'm on. They 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 laugh, but they also because I pick on them. Uh, so he you know, he said, "Oh, you know, your 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 balls are gonna fall off, your dick's gonna fall <laughs> off, you you're gonna shrivel up, you're gonna get man boobs, you know, all, all sorts of shit." And he was like, you know, "Oh, blah 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 blah." And you know, and I <laughs> and I looked at my friends and I looked at, and I, and I was like, "This doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right." <laughs> and so there's lots of myths around surrounding testosterone, and I get into into those myths in, in the uh, um, uh, in in the interviews I've done. So fast forward now. Uh, I walk into one of my doctor's office and I look at him and I go, Greg, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what happened? He goes, you know, he's like, you know, and uh, he goes, yeah, I got no energy. Uh, uh, my, my clothes are tight and everything else. I go, how old are you? And he goes, oh, I'm 45. And I go, you got wow. low testosterone. Oh, I said, you got low testosterone. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah I've heard about that. So he, he went on it. And, uh, and then, so, so he, I, I, he's, you know, he called me a, a few months later. He says, wow. He says, it's amazing. He says, I've, you know, lost about, uh, several inches in my waist. I'm bulking up, uh, muscle wise. I'm feeling better. I got more energy. I got better attitude things like that. My other doctor, my, my primary care doctor, I still haven't gotten him to turn yet, but I walked in and I go like, dude, you're shriveling up. Because uh, if you're if you're an uh, if you're right. an endomorph, right. you're gonna you're gonna expand. I'm I'm an endomorph, so I'm I'm a I'm a if if I don't if I'm not careful, I can get really fat fast. You know, huh. most of my family are diabetic, and and uh, so I can get fat really fast. But uh, but the other guy, the other end, if you, if you kind of are endomorph, you, you see the, you see them all the time. They shrivel up and they start like next thing you know, they're crouched over and they're like ah, they're 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 they're, they're shell me. of the person, they're shell of the person that they used to be. So, and I was giving him a shit about that. I go like, man, you're hunched over. You don't stand, you can't stand up straight. You don't have the muscle anymore to stand up straight. And he's only like 160 pounds. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so I'm, a, I mean, obviously I am a big proponent on it. Uh, I think that uh, uh, it's something that most older men should do. And I will tell you that uh, there is a crisis in uh, masculinity 
Oh yeah, I know that. I uh, of course there is. Uh, well, go ahead. <laughs> well, it, it, well, some of it has to do with physiologically. Um, so, testosterone levels generationally in men are going down precipitously. A man who who is not optimized, like I am, uh, a man sixty five year old today has about 15% less testosterone than a man 20 years ago. Wow. And there's a, uh, uh, there's a, um, uh, aging study, uh, it's out of the Northeast and they talk, they, they, they look over testosterone levels over, uh, many generations for about 30 or 40 years. And this is actually replicated in many other studies where testosterone levels are really, really low now. And you're seeing that also very, very significantly in young men now. Right. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and you might not know the answer to it, but I think you you probably have an opinion on it. Uh, does it coincide with convenience and, and a fast food um, uh, diet? That because you know you go back a generation, and we didn't have this culture of eating crappy food. All everybody ate at home. They ate, you know meat and vegetables and potatoes and stuff like that. But uh, now it's like order out and go out and fast food and all that stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's prevalent. It does. Does that testosterone drop have to do with with that in your your opinion? Well, it, it affects you metabolically uh, in terms of it makes you more prone in terms of your insulin spikes and things like that and gets you fatter. Fat, to, fat fat kills testosterone production, uh, and and so that, that that's a that's a well established fact. Uh, the thing about food uh, is is very interesting. Uh, again, I did another interview on my podcast <laughs> on, on hidden hunger. Food today is not nutrients. Right. The food that was growing, that was grown, uh, the tomato that was grown 40 years ago, 30 years ago, is not is was a tomato. Today we have a genetically modified tomato that has no nutrients that's designed to be able to be picked by a machine and rolled down on a conveyor belt without getting bruised. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the state of food. So most food actually today uh, has, has, has no nutrients in it. And uh, so, so, you know, you go like, well, you know, and my wife and I are going to argue about this because she's like, oh, you're not getting enough spinach. That spinach is useless. There's nothing in there. Right. There's, there's no nutrients in there, you know. It, 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 so it's it, so it's kind of an interesting thing. So yeah, and and also there's a a, a concept called um, endocrine disrupting compounds. It's not just the fast foods; it's the plastics, right. it's the GMOs, it's all that stuff that's in the it's in the environment. And uh, just just for outside of the the generational depletion of and testosterone levels in men over over the last several decades, uh, uh, I will tell you that uh, the, the other thing that is very very uh, scary and it's happening it's happening slowly, so people don't really notice it. Uh, except that if you're um, some of my friends that are gynecologists notice it. Um, is that in men over the last 30 years, and this is not like like uh, like tinfoil hat shit. This is, this is actually like <laughs> like studies out of the American Journal of Physiology, and you know like you know you know real 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 uh, 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 what they, what they call peer reviewed uh, journals. Uh, and there's actually a study about a Hebrew University. 
that they looked at about over a thousand studies and it took them about five years to write the, the, this paper. And what they said is basically over the last 30 years, to, uh, uh, sperm levels in men in the industrialized world have dropped by 50%. Wow. So, so there's probably a lot of causes that that contribute. Well, the, a lot the, the endocrine there's there's a lot of physiological causes, and and, uh, and 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 so, but what their what their what their what their extrapolation was is said that the slope of that decline is steady, and it's not leveling off, and what their prediction is, unless there's some sort of dramatic leveling off, that most men in the industrialized world, this is the industrialized world, not third world countries, will be, uh, uh, will have no sperm production by 2050. Wow. That's, that's a scary thought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but, there's actually, there's actually private equity groups buying sperm banks now, putting them up. Uh, <laughs> sperm banks. Um, what kind of interest do they pay? Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you mentioned the doctor telling you your, your balls are going to sh- uh, shrivel up and fall off. I my response to be to that would be I got married twelve years ago. What difference does it make? There, in- <laughs> she's she's got them in a drawer. Um, but uh, what, oh yeah, and you said fat at two hundred forty. I'm six foot and I'm two hundred forty nine. I'm not. I don't consider myself fat, but I have belly problems, belly fat problems uh, at this point where it's harder to lose the gut. Um, but most of that is, you know, I, I attribute to just kind of low testosterone. Now you said shots, uh, you've been taking shots of testosterone. You mean like needle work, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. does it have to be that? Cause I've tried the pill stuff and I, I'll be honest with you. I did uh, the pill stuff. I tried for a month, two months. I didn't get the same effect that I've gotten from my vital C in a week now. Uh, yeah. and so I gave up on it. So yeah. are the pills useless? I, I would I would say well first of all uh, yeah because you you uh, you have to get it into your body if they meta- if they go through your stomach uh, it, it just gets all it gets used up now yeah everyone's got a a, a study that says it will raise your levels right. uh, and yes they will raise your levels but will they raise them significantly to have an effect no right <laughs> so so yeah there there's there's several different ways. Uh, uh, I'm a big believer, uh, I, and I've tried them all. I, I shouldn't say all. Uh, I've tried the pellets, I've tried the creams, and I've I've tried the uh, and, that, and I settled on the injections because uh, one is I can control the the level, my testosterone levels very effectively through the shots. Uh, the creams, I never knew how much cream I was putting on, uh, and plus I think when you take things di- in, in different for in different uh, ways they affect you differently right uh, so so my wife did not like uh my personality when i took the creams right uh, and if and, you take the pills it has to go through your liver right and then right get- well then it gets metabolized it doesn't do, do very hard so right, yeah. it's, uh, so so the, the for me the only uh, uh there's, there's a few other ways but for me the, the way that i do it that that has worked for me and i've been like i said i've been doing it for for 23 years now has been through injections Right, and you give them to yourself, or you don't? Yeah, I, I, I give them to myself daily. Uh, no, I go uh, twice a week. Okay. Some people do it once a week. Some people do it twice a week. I, I, it's, it, you know, it sounds uh, overwhelming to do it. 
And the, the first few times is kind of weird, but after a while, it's kind of like going, okay. I'm so. so afraid of needles all my life. Still, so maybe I, I, I need to take enough testosterone to get them to man up enough to not be afraid of needles before I can actually take them. I, I don't know. It's kind of like a chicken and a horse, so I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But, <laughs> chicken and a horse. <laughs> or, or is it chicken and the egg? I'm yeah, sorry. Chicken, chicken, no, chicken, chicken and the horse chicken, made a lot chicken more Chicken and the horse. Talk about weird, talk about weird science. <laughs> <laughs> no, that made perfect sense to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, that's scary, Matt. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah, so uh, the testosterone thing has got me. I, I want to do it. Uh, but I, you know what? I feel like when I just work out, uh, and and do enough exercise. I feel like I boosted enough on my own. At least I I feel more manly. I feel younger. I feel more energy. It yeah. it seems natural when I you talked about where you know going to the gym yeah. and stuff. And I know I have on my fifty uh, eighth birthday I bench pressed four hundred five pounds, which wow. that's more more than I did when I was twenty two. That beat my record from when I was twenty two. So I was really yeah. proud of that. That's uh, that's, a, that's that's awesome. Yeah, but that's I. Awesome. I don't recover from injury at all like like I used to. Like uh, a bad back or a slip disc or something. And when I was younger, I could, uh, you know, two days. Now it's more like two weeks to two months. Yeah. Um, so, so that part of it, I'm really interested in. I want to try the testosterone, but I'm not there. Well, you know, it's uh, one of the things is, is to find a good doctor. Um, and uh, the, the other thing is that um, – that that is harder and harder because you got all these uh, uh, testosterone mills that basically are prescribing. You know, just you know, you just come in and they write you scripts and you're you're in and out through the door. And uh, I've I've had a number of different doctors throughout my years on of being on this, and some have been very good and some have been uh, so so. I have not had any bad doctors. I did have that one that ended up in jail. Uh, but that was a whole different story. His, his, uh, his, 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 uh, his reception area looked like a, a casting room for the WWF. And, uh, and he was, he was giving people like mega doses. He, he, he somehow ended up embroiled in this thing where that guy, uh, it was a murder suicide in Florida and his name, he kind of was, was embroiled in that. Next thing you know, he was, uh, he's, he's in a federal jail, but he also, he was also, he was a cocky son of a bitch. Uh, he, so he was, he because he, he was, he was bragging, he, he was bragging because he went, he went down for an interview with FDA agents without a fucking lawyer. <laughs> like, wow. <I'm, laughs> had it, so I, that's I, just, that's just proof that you don't have to be super intelligent to get through medical school. You just have to exactly. 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 <laughs> you, you, you just you, you just have to be able to memorize shit, but you don't have to you don't have to be intelligent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. But that but that was that was an interesting that was a that was an interesting time. I'm surprised um, to hear. Uh, you know, we we just don't think of doctors as bad boys. Now you've mentioned jail a number of times in, in association with the medical profession. I'm I'm like having a major paradigm shift all, over this whole idea. Um, um, but I want to talk about the sex stuff because the. The testosterone. Well, before we do, do that, let's talk about this decline in masculinity just a little bit more. Now we talked about the food stuff and you know the chemical stuff that's in the, in our environment now. Having does um, the cultural uh, cultural stuff that's going on in the world now play any part in that? The mental part of it, the uh, the 
need to uh, make men more feminine in some ways in, in our culture? Does that play into that at all, or is that just a, a symptom I, of it? I, I'm going to go back to an analogy uh, that, that, that I mistook, that I misstated uh, earlier about the chicken and the egg versus the, right. chicken, <laughs> versus the chicken and the horse, or right. the egg and the horse, whatever, whatever that was. Uh, I think Hung like a bit, chicken. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, because uh, part of it is that what makes you a man is the testosterone, right? You know, I mean, in, in, especially especially when you're younger, and with with these decreased levels that you're seeing, uh, it, it it really it affects people in terms of how 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 they are are responding to things in the environment. You know, there's always there's always outliers, you know. You know the, the you know the, the jocks and all that stuff and da da, da. but uh, for a lot of people it's 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 a it's a combination of things and uh, you know so so it's kind of a uh, in, in some ways a lot of these guys are are screwed in a lot of ways and, and it's very interesting um, so you know you, you talk about masculinity so when people ask me what I do and this and that uh, I start talking and then we start getting into conversation about testosterone. And I was stunned. I was at this party once. I was stunned. I ended up talking to this fireman. Uh, you know, who generally tend to be buff, uh, strong guys. You know, very masculine, all that stuff. And I was stunned that he that he told me he was on testosterone. And he was in his thirties. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I was I was just like he said. He said, and he said basically he said some of the other things. He said like, you know, one I, I, one I was feeling like a shit. My wife thought I was an asshole, uh, and all sorts of things. And he said, um, he said, he said that really. He said, he, and actually, what he told me the other thing is that you would be surprised at how many of the firemen are on testosterone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so it's it's beginning to be a problem that uh, some young men are addressing, and some young men are not. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we talked about the the uh, the uh, uh, the sperm counts. My uh, my gynecology friends that run uh, fertility clinics have said that they've noticed an increase where the problem is not with the woman, but the problem is with the man. Oh, and it's not just the sperm count; it's actually the sperm quality and the ability of the sperm to to swim. You guys can't swim. You can't swim. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> uh yeah so that that's interesting so but does that equate to the ed problem uh, or is that a separate issue the the ed um i i don't want to call it epidemic but maybe ed has always been with us but it wasn't part of the national dialogue or the cultural dialogue when we were young it suddenly happened in the last 20 25 years or so where it's there's commercials for it there's pills for it everywhere you look there's alternative treatments for everywhere you look is that necessary link to that or is that was ed always a problem in older guys I think it was always a problem, except people, you know, now people talk about stuff more. Uh, we are, as a society, more open. I mean, we I talked about stuff with my kids uh, that, you know, my, what, would never have talked uh, <laughs> with my parents. Well, I, I would never talk to my parents about a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, and, and so we tend to be a lot more open as a society. But the the other thing is that is that um, – you know, there, there's so many things going on, and 
I, I just think that our society is, mu is much more open about these things and talking about. It. But you know, the statistics are that 40% of men in their 40s, 50% of men in their in their 50s, and 60 and, and so on uh, have some form of ED, and it can be anything from you know just not being able to perform like you used to be able to, to really not being able to to maintain an erection, to penetrate, to maintain it during sex, uh, to very severe forms. And uh, fortunately, there's all sorts of uh, good therapies out there right now for him. Uh, yeah, speaking of one, well, I want to talk about that. Well, number one, the pills, uh, they're, they're, you know, to me, I've tried the pills. And, you know, I'm one of these guys who I'm not ashamed to say there have been times where I said, what the hell, it's not working, and automatically jumped to uh, trying the pills. And the pills, you know, uh, even though there were – uh, side effect warnings. I, I don't care. I want I want my junk to work, and uh, so I took it and I got side effects. I got like really bad heartburn, and then they said, you know what, the pills aren't for me. So uh, have you had Eric Roberts on your show? Who Eric, the, Eric Roberts, the actor? No. Oh well, I have, and he he was uh, he's affiliated. I don't know if he's part of the company or what, or somebody who in his family is is, but he. It, was on my show to talk about this new product called the rocket and the rocket yeah. is, uh, you know what the rocket is? It's a, it's I, like a, it's an audio. I, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a cigar on Monday with, uh, Austin, the co the co-inventor. Oh yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So Austin, he, uh, not uh, Dustin, Dustin, Wolf, Dust, not Austin. Dustin Wolf. Yeah. There's Dustin two, Wolf, right? Yeah. There's Pardon two Austin, Austin and Dustin. Cause I kept well, calling Austin, him Austin. Austin. Austin is his son. And he oh. works in the company. Dustin, but Dustin is the co-inventor uh, of they 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 they've re, uh, they've rebranded it, calling the Phoenix. Right. And uh, so yeah, so this is a, a yeah, so this is a, a, a great uh, therapy that's out there for uh, uh, for uh, for ED. Right. And, uh, and and if you gave, if we have to, I mean, we can go into it if you want to. Yeah, go into it. I actually have. <laughs> I have my affiliate link going across the bottom. All right. I anybody, he, oh, yeah. Oh, he's got his affiliate link. I got an affiliate link, too. If you go to my <laughs> site, you can see mine, too. <laughs> buy, buy his. Uh, so, so, so let, 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 let's, let's talk about the, uh, the whole thing. Uh, sonic wave therapy has been and, – and why they call it shockwave therapy, I have no fucking idea uh, because uh, there's nothing shocking about it. Right. And uh, so so sonic wave therapy has been around for for decades. And the whole thing is that for for the vast majority of men uh, who have problems with erections, it has to do with blood flow, right. which is plain and simple. You're you're you get older, blood flow goes down, whatever. You know, uh, uh, so 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 that's that's the number one issue. So sonic wave therapy basically goes through and builds up, opens up the blood vessels that are there. And also it causes angiogenesis. I can use a big word. Right. Uh, and, and angiogenesis is basically the formation of, of new blood vessels. So sonic wave therapy does that. And I first saw this device about three or four years ago in, my, in one of my anti-aging doctor's offices. And uh, I said, oh, this is, somebody's going to make an at-home version. This is, this, <laughs> this is going to be too easy. This is too easy to do. And so, uh, so uh, through 
series of people and things like that. You know, actually, it's, it's kind of funny because I mean, Chris Burries, uh, Dustin, <laughs> a few other people. I'd say I'm kind of like all these people I've I've, I've met, and uh, so. I saw this, and, and a friend of mine is promoting it also, and so I got Dustin on my program. So a couple of things you need to remember. One is it's not some cheesy product because it's FDA registered. Right. Okay. First of all, FDA registered is not easy to do. There's three level. Uh, is there's FDA registered. Uh, I can't remember now the other one. Then there's FDA approved. And it's based on how many clinical studies you have. You have to go through. It's a whole process. You go one step at a time, and and uh, and and you do that. So so this is not some sort of you know cheesy product. Uh, secondly, is that it puts out the same acoustic wave as the in-office version of these of the devices that you see you know like gains wave and some of the other products Boston medical put, i believe does the same thing right yeah, yeah yeah so it puts out the same uh acoustic wave that those machines do and so consequently uh it does the same thing at home and you're able to get this device and uh uh you're able to get this device uh without a doctor you don't need a prescription and you can use it at home and they've got really great instructions about how to use this and you can, you can do it. And it's that. And the other thing is that like, if you get this treatment in a doctor's office, man, we're talking about three, five, $10,000, depending on where you are. Right. This is expensive. And right now uh, it's, it's a fraction of the cost. $149, I believe. <laughs> What's that? One hundred forty-nine dollars. I think. No, it's- no, it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I think, well, they, they're, uh, it's, it's, it's seven forty-nine. Okay. <laughs> and and they have and they have a payment plan. Right. So I would you know if you are a man and you know ED is kind of an interesting thing because you we kind of creep into it slowly for most most guys they kind of creep into it slowly. So the next thing you know like you know um, you're not as hard. Next thing you know you can't do some positions that you used to be able to. Next thing you know it doesn't work at all. And so so uh, the sooner you you jump on it, uh, so to speak. Uh, the better off you are. So I'm a I'm a great believer in in the uh, and they call it now the Phoenix, and uh, the uh, I'm I'm a proponent. I'm an affiliate for it. I'm just a, as a as a uh, as a you know basically full disclosure. I I do promote it and am compensated for it when I promote it. Uh, and the the oh there's one other thing I was going to say now and I got stuck well, in my words. I spot well I, I may, well, while you think about it there for a minute, I have one. I have not tried it yet. I, and it's been months now. It's been probably about five months since I had uh, Dustin on the show. And well, and I got it shortly after that to try out and, and then I have him back and tell him about my results, much as I'm doing with this kind of thing. I haven't used it because uh, I have a stepdaughter who lives in the house with me. I got I, I, My wife is... Um, not really open-minded to this kind of stuff. So my and my, <clears throat> although she would probably love it if I if I could get a, get hard rock hard seven days a week, because uh, she's got a very he- healthy sexual appetite. But she doesn't want me uh, necessarily uh, rubbing this thing that looks like uh, a rocket shaped penis and yeah. with balls on it. And and, and I were just spending a half an hour with my junk out rubbing this thing on it all day long. Yeah, so. That's them shopping. 
Ten to one. <laughs> well, it, it, on, on the COVID, it, I got it right as COVID started, so we were all locked in the house, and then she had, she had COVID and, and was home homebound with it, and so I haven't had a chance to really put it to to use. But I'm looking looking forward to seeing the results with it. Uh, so you've actually used it and and, and seen the results with it. Well, uh, I have not, but I, I, I'm leaving that for my book. Okay. Because uh, so, uh, let me explain. Uh, I, I made a caveat earlier, and, and we'll bring it up here. If you have issues with ED because of uh, vascularity issues, uh, blood flow, then that's it's going to work for you. That, and I'm going to tell you the, the other thing is that, you know, uh, every, these all these device anything any of these therapies they work better in some men than they do in others right you know and it also depends on where your starting point is you know if you're a two you're probably not going to get a nine maybe you'll get to a six if you're starting off at four you maybe get to an eight or a nine or whatever um or, and, and it may take longer to get there but my issue uh occurred during a uh, prostate biopsy where my nerves got nicked wow yeah. So so uh, so my issue was it was was it was not necessary. It was not blood flow, uh, right. though it may may have been. But but uh, uh, because I, I uh, okay, I'll, I'll give a, a shameless plug for another one of my products. I have a digital information product on cutting edge medical therapies to treat erectile dysfunction, and uh, it's very easy to remember, even if if you don't put the uh, put up the URL. But if you go to my junk does not work dot com. <laughs> My junk does not work dot com. Boy, that's a oh uh, wow! I I feel dirty typing that to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, so, junk- so, so, so it's basically in, it's, it's it's basically interviews with experts in uh, in ED treatment on on medical therapies. Everything I talk about uh, is a medical therapy. It's either FDA registered or requires a doctor. Uh, we talk about uh, plate rich plasma. We talk about stem cells, uh, peptides, uh, also uh, implants, all sorts of other stuff uh, that, to deal with that. So, so, uh, uh, and I go. It's like a each, each interview is about 45 minutes where I really sit down with the expert in that area and talk about that stuff. Well, I'll definitely include that link in the description as well. I'll include all your links. If I miss any, you can send me, you know, all the links if you want, uh, in case I miss any to to post in the description for people, but I'll try, I'll try to include it. Uh, no, I'll be, I'll be glad to. Yeah. I'll you don't, you don't want me sending people to that uh, the other old website, the old guy talks. No, at. no, that's that, that's a site I, I'm, I'm actually uh, that's a site I've had for a number of years, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do with it in the grand scheme of things because I I'm very new to this whole uh, 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 podcasting, internet marketing uh, world, and I'm just I'm I'm, I'm like a, a a child, I'm like a six year old child trying to figure it out the the, the terrain. Yeah, we. I think uh, you know it, you have to be born a millennial to really get it completely. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's second nature to to today's generation. But old guys like you and me, uh, we have to we have to go step by step in in the the, uh, the slow version of it. So, yeah. uh, but on the ED stuff, I've always had a theory, and and it sounds probably too simplistic but i think pornography and and guys jacking off too much is, is a big part of of 
uh, the ED epidemic problem. I think uh, it, it, people blame, oh, there must be something physically wrong with me. Well, the problem is you, before you, you saw your wife uh, that night, you jacked off like five times watching uh, whatever it is, Pornhub or whatever <laughs> whatever porn sites you're, you're on. I think that that's a, a leading problem of it. Do, do, you, do you think I'm off base with that? No, you're you're not, and I'm gonna make a suggestion to you, and I'll I'll, I'll connect you via email. Um, I can't Bill, I can't remember his name, but he is a he's a, a porn recovery uh, addict and, and yeah. porn recovery specialist. Yeah. And uh, actually, I just I literally did an interview with him uh, yesterday, uh, which I'll be posting in in a few weeks. And uh, he and I had a very interesting discussion about that. And yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Uh, porn uh, desensitizes you, uh, and actually, the, your mental your mental physiology changes with porn, uh, especially for younger men, and uh, it desensitizes you to normal stimuli. Right. And and there's a thing that, that there's a term that there's actually a clinical term called PIDE, porn induced erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and he and, I, he and I talked about that uh, uh, rather uh, at, at great length to talk about that. And I, I think he, uh, I think you enjoy having him uh, on your program because he uh, he he went through that for for many many years uh, as as a porn addict uh, for 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 a long long time, and it affected the quality of his life in so many different ways. Uh, and and you hear about that, you know. Um, the uh, I, I read this statistic once and I can't remember where, but 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 and it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, it said that by age 12, 50 percent of boys have have viewed porn on their phone. Right. That's ridiculous, man. When we were kids, first of all, you had to you had to get fake proof to get into a, a dark theater. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was like so if you if you saw it at all, um, you, it, it was like once a year because, it, first of all, you, you had to you had to get, as I mentioned, somebody's fake license to get you in. And you had yeah. to pass for their description. And then you were scared enough to do it that uh, or that if you did it, it would be once a year and you were already. 18 or, or close enough to 18 anyway where now children get it pumped into their bedroom 24 oh, yeah. 7 it can't be healthy for society it can't be healthy for manhood at all yeah well he made an interesting comment he said he said it's not that people are seeking out porn it's porn is seeking out them right yeah uh, it, it's it's almost impossible even you can have all the parental blocks you want all the kind of security software you can't stop it from every a angle because it, this, they find ways around it and yeah. uh they feed it to you. i think you're right it's like porn is seeking out young men and and it it yeah. seems like an evil part of society to, for me it's just really the, something the statistics i heard and i can't back it up with a source but they it was said that 30% of all internet traffic is porn related. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was like, that's mind blowing. That is uh, considering how much we we live on the internet now uh, yeah. with social media and everything. Wow. That's huge. That really is huge. Uh, so enough about the, the, uh, the junk talk, talking about junk talk. Let's talk about minds because we have two guys running for president. Both of them have been accused of being senile and all this stuff. And I think, uh, and I don't want to get into politics, but I want to get into this idea of as you get uh, uh, 
older, we're expected to have this cognitive uh, decline. And, and it, it's, a, you know, it can start early, but uh, we're, it's almost taken for granted that that's, that's going to be the case. Uh, and I can tell you with my mom who passed away a couple of years ago, she was uh, 87 years old, but sharp as a tack. She did um, five crossword puzzle books five crossword puzzle books a week. Uh, and so does it have to, does all oh, these damn dogs, does it have to? Okay. Don't worry about it. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing yeah. live. Right. <laughs> the kids know I do a show between eight and nine and not to, not to get the dog excited b- between eight and nine and, and they do it anyway. But uh, does it have to happen? Uh, cognitive decline? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that one of the things is keep your mind busy, keep active. Uh, the other thing is I, I, I would not recommend retiring and some people do that. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, once you retire, uh, you, you tend to actually lose a lot of interest in life and, and people die when they retire. They die pretty quickly within about within just a few years they actually die. Um, so it's, so it's kind of uh, interesting. We, uh, we just moved here in, in Las Vegas and we moved into a, a 55 and older community, which I never thought I would do, which I never thought I would do. Uh, and I like it in some respects, and I don't like it in other respects. And part of it is that uh, when I'm around younger people, I push myself. Because, you know, and there's no doubt about it, you're comparing yourself to that person next to you, be it at the gym or whatever. Da, da, da. And competition is good. Competition is good. And, uh, so I, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, you know, but, uh, there's lots of stuff that we love about living here, <laughs> including a beautiful view of the golf course in the strip. So, uh, <laughs> from, from our patio, uh, so, so, uh, so, so I have to fi- figure out my way to uh, manage my way around it. But I, I do think that, that, uh, you know, being old, being old is a state of mind. And yeah, I agree, definitely. Yeah, I remember when I had patients come in, and uh, periodontal work it requires a, a significant investment. It's 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 not inexpensive. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, the 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 like for dental implants, the dental implants that we put in are are expensive for me even to buy. Uh, you know, because you, you can buy cheap shit and you can buy really, really good stuff. And I, I just want to make sure that I put use the best stuff that was available that I knew would be the best stuff available. But it was always amazing to me uh, that I would have somebody who would come in and they would say, oh, if I was younger, I would do that. And they're fucking forty-five. Right, <laughs> right. Know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at him like I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting, sitting there looking at him, and I'm like, you know, in my sixties, I'm going like, motherfucker, you stupid right. motherfucker, uh, you know, you, you got you got so many years ahead of you, you may you probably have more ahead of you than you have behind you yeah. at forty-five. And, Get on and, my vital C. You probably yeah, you'll yeah. probably live three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get, get your get your affiliate link for vital C. Uh, if you don't have one yet, I'll put I'll send you mine. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one yet. You, we oh, can put okay. yours in there. I'll, I'll send you yours. Mine. So so uh, uh, so 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 it was just you know I I, I think about like how are you thinking that old? And then I kind of look at them and I'm going like. 
yeah, you don't look 45. You look 65. Right. And you're acting like you're 65. And I'm not surprised that you're thinking like you're 65 because you got no vitality. You got no life going on in you. Yeah. Well, I agree totally that retirement is almost like getting ready. It's preparing yourself to die. Uh, it's yep. like saying, uh, okay, I've done all I needed to do. I've, um, I've completed my work here and now I'm just gonna, um, just gonna wait it out until my time comes. And yeah. that, that, that is, you see it happening in so many things. You would think human beings would get hip to it by now that the minute you give up, uh, working, uh, you start getting ready to die so i got a purpose and actually if you, if you retire I, i've got a tip for for any of your listeners that are getting ready to retire and uh, because you're gonna die soon uh, uh first of all most people do not know but you can buy a casket at costco <laughs> I'm, I'm no shit no shit no, no shit, no shit. You can, you can buy a Costco, and and they get shipped there in time. You don't have to worry about that. It's it's like a, a two or three day delivery on, on the casket from Costco, and uh, and, and you have so, an affiliate link. Yeah, no, I, I wish I did. I wish I did. Uh, I don't think Costco has an affiliate program, but uh, the reason <laughs> the reason why I didn't know that was is that that my mother died. Uh, this is, I guess, about five, six years ago, and uh, she was she was a big fan. She loved going to Costco, and um, and so we just kind of half halfway asked, like, because you know you don't know, caskets <laughs> caskets are expensive at the funeral home. Right, there's a huge, there's a huge markup. I know. And, I paid uh, twelve grand, I believe, and it was oh, that was man. a cheap one. <laughs> and, and, and so and and so I. Uh, so I asked, and and or we went online. I can't remember how 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 the program. And sure enough, they sell they sell caskets. And we look at these things, and they were like beautiful. They were better than anything we saw at the funeral home. Right. And and uh, so we got a solid a solid oak casket that weighed about four hundred pounds itself. Uh, which was really a problem because the, uh, the the church had no elevator, uh, so we had to carry up uh, actually oh, a my. not a non-compliant uh eighty non-compliant ADA set of stairs up and down, um, and uh, and it was it was I think it was like something like fifteen hundred bucks. Wow. I, I mean, it was, it was just like, you know, the, the, the cheapest one at the funeral home was like six grand. And, and like my mom would have been, uh, would have been happy. was, ha would have been happy had she known that we bought her a, a casket from Costco. But I got, I got to give you one cautionary tale. Uh, when you buy a, 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 a casket from Costco, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really tough to get that Kirkland label off. <laughs> No, there, there is no Kirkland label, <laughs> but, but 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 the the the, the lady at, at the funeral home, uh, one of the people that works here, she goes like, oh, so she goes, where'd you get that casket? I said, Costco, and she she looks at me and she goes, oh, that's a pretty nice casket. I go, and she asked me, she says, how much was it? And I said, fifteen hundred, and she goes, she she gave me the the thumbs up and a smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I'm I'm thinking because Costco is kind of known for bulk items. Like the mob would be very interested <laughs> in getting the bulk discount on the caskets, <laughs> very material, whatever. Uh, it's, it's it's so odd that that we live in a world where you can buy caskets from a, a store like that. But who knows? I mean, if you can save money, it's a good thing, <laughs> and you can save a lot of money according to what you just said. So yeah, oh, tons, and, and it's, it's a quality. I mean, it's it's it wasn't it wasn't cheap. I mean. I mean, it was a it was a quality deal, and I'm sure now now you, I'm sure people go on Amazon, 
to buy buy caskets. Oh yeah, I think my wife is addicted to buying junk on on Amazon, and every day she gets two or three packages since the COVID stuff happened, and uh, two or three packages from uh, Amazon. Today I noticed there is a uh, phone mount for a bike. It's like I haven't seen her ride a bike in. Three or four years at least, she got a phone mount for like she's got she's excited about. She, I think she just learned about Amazon during COVID. Now she just she every day she needs to buy something that she doesn't need from Amazon. Yep, here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I wanted to talk about because it, it says in your bio, stand up comedian. Are you are you active in that? No, no. I I did a few stents as a stand up comedy. Uh, and actually it was, if you want to learn how to speak in public, uh, do stand up comedy. Cause that is really hard training. You know, you do right. a five minute, you do a five minute bit. Uh, it is really hard. And, right. and, and it's, and it seems like an hour when people don't laugh. Right. Uh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did, I did a little bit and, uh, you know, now, now I'm just more of a smart ass than anything else, but right. I, did, I did think there was a, I did a few stage performances here and there, but I haven't done anything in a while. I'm spending just most of my time really, uh, uh, in the podcast world and, and, and promoting product and trying to be a good husband. Oh, well that, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, I'll, I'll on uh you know i actually have a friend who he, he's uh, he's in his late 50s i was or mid to late 50s and he just started stand-up comedy two or three years ago and his actual first set was 45 minutes long and i was like 45 minutes for your very first set that's insane most guys get three minutes at an open mic night and that yeah. three minute three minutes will feel like forever because the first time you do it you're gonna bomb and yeah. so and so that you're right every second 45 minutes like first time out wow <laughs> i'm impressed i know me too and he's it's like oh, it was no big deal I was like no big deal uh, it's i i talked to stand-up comics because uh to me it's one of the bravest things you can possibly do is get up mm-hmm. there public speak people have a fear of public speaking but they don't have the added pressure of having to make people laugh with almost everything you say mm-hmm. in public speaking so uh, stand-up comedy is that fear of public speaking pl- plus the pressure to be funny at the uh, on top of that which is a tremendous thing and you have nothing you can hide behind just a microphone in you so to me it's like one of the bravest things that, you, that a human oh, being can do yeah you're yeah. out there naked in front yeah uh just on uh, and i know we're we're over an hour already and and i want to be respectful of everybody's time and all that stuff but you mentioned uh we, we were talking a little bit about retirement and that kind of stuff and having purpose in life and i haven't told this story in a long time but i'm in i'm a musician and the band i started was at, right around i was time i was turning 40 so it's been 20 years now 20 plus years of playing with this uh this band rock band and uh i'm loving it i mean it gave me a new purpose in life at what i thought was my midlife crisis uh hopefully it was my my quarter life crisis <laughs> according to my model scene. anyway um so I, I was Chris buying guarantees it, or he'll buy you a casket. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. We should definitely add that. So I was buying an amp off a of Craigslist from a guy, and he had me meet him in a mall parking lot. And I thought that's weird, that, you know, an amplifier. I gotta gotta go to your house to try it out. It's gotta be plugged in. But okay, I'll meet you in a mall parking lot if it doesn't work. Whatever. Got there early, and and he showed up, and I knew right away the guy was made of money just by the vehicle he was driving. He, he just smelled like money. His wife was covered in diamonds and pearls. He had a big old 
uh, diamond encrusted watch band on. And I was like, this guy's worth some money. We got to talking and he said, what do you do? I said, I play in a band. He said, oh, you're living the dream. And I laughed in his face like a very disrespectful, not meaning to be disrespectful, but just a laugh in his face. Like, you think I'm living the dream? I said, let me tell you what being a musician at my level is all about. It, you know, all the hard work that went into it and, and, and all the stuff you got to do to do it. And it's more work than it's worth a lot of time. And I play, I'm not rich and famous. I play club level stuff. I play beaches. I play private parties, that kind of stuff. He stopped me. He said, listen, I'm retiring. He was 69 at the time. This is three or four years ago and he said i'm selling you my amplifier i always wanted to be in a band i'm selling you my amplifier that means i'm never going to be in a band he said you're living my dream and so you talk about guys who give up and just um there was no reason in my mind he couldn't continue and do uh and be in a band at 69 years old if that's what he wanted to do really yeah. but in his mind he had given up on that and it was too late to even try and so that mindset of um you know i can't it's too late for me is the worst problem that uh old guys like you and me can can allow ourselves to kind of fall into right oh i absolutely that that that's the uh uh the it's the victim mentality Right. And uh, it's when you start using words like I can't do I can't I, yeah, that that's like that. That says I have no control over my life. Uh, I'm being controlled by forces that are beyond what I can handle. And uh, yeah, if you start using the word, well, I can't that that won't happen. Like like it's, it's, shit doesn't just happen. I mean, you doing this show didn't just happen. Right. You, didn't fall, you didn't fall into it. You you took action and continued and plotted along, and you got a great following. You got audience. You got people listening to you and responding. And uh, it doesn't just happen. You take control of your life, and you do that at any point of your life. You do that when you're 20. You do it when you're 40. You do it when you're 60. You do it when you're 80. Right. And what's the worst that could happen? That's what that's what I want to know. What's the worst that can happen if you go out and be in a band at 69 and you're not, let's say you're not working as much as, as the kids down the street who are playing popular music for younger people or whatever. Uh, at least you're doing what you wanted to do and you're getting out and having the experience and not not dying thinking, I wish I would have tried. And that's, yeah. that's the most important place I think uh, we should be is, is thinking about Nobody, you know that that moment of uh, of of uh, reckoning when you're on your deathbed and saying you don't want to be the one to say I wish I would have done this I wish I would have tried this I wish I you know life is over at that point you're not going to get another chance you don't want to be in that position of saying I wish I would have <laughs> absolutely you don't want to live a life of regret. Right. Um, so it, we are, as I mentioned, over the, the the website again is allguytalkstome.com. There will be plenty of links uh, in the description to everything that Oris does uh, and is part of now. He has his own uh, podcast, which is Old Guys Talk, Old Talk to Me. When when do you uh, when do you publish that? Is I uh, usually it's, it's once a week. Uh, yeah, usually. I'm trying to figure out the days. Uh, usually on a Saturday, but uh, we're looking to maybe change that. But it's a it's a once a week podcast where I talk to experts of various fields, and some of it's anti aging medicine, some of it's sex, uh, some of it is about scotch, some of it is about cigars. Uh, oh, I, oh, I like scotch. I know uh, cigars. I've had bad experiences with because yeah. when I was a kid, 
I didn't know that you weren't supposed to smoke a cigar like a cigarette. And I, I think I smoked 16 cigars in one day and was sick for about a week afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that would make you sick at any age. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't like I mean, We talk about concussions with anti-aging experts. I talk about soil, um, you know, just anything that, that would enhance the quality of your life. Right. Uh, so, so we have a good time and uh, usually a lot of uh, disrespect. Talk about suicide, talk about porn. Wow. Suicide, eh? Well, I, we got, you got to come back and we'll, I'll talk about some of these things. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I will, uh, Matt, I'll send you the links. I, I don't think I'm, I'm the expert on, on suicide, but I, I, I'll, I'll send you the links to, to uh, the, the interviews I did, and you may want to get them on your show because I, I, I would not be able to do justice to the porn subject uh, or the suicide subject. Oh, yeah. I, Did I, you I, have? I, was it Frank King? Did, uh, yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you already had him. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to have him back. I, I love Frank. Uh, I love the uh, stories he tells, and 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 I've repeated them. Uh, and I hope he doesn't get mad at me at that. But but I'm so fascinated by some of the stories he told that it's just I have to tell people about them. I think they're really. Uh, but all the. So, uh, stand-up comedians, and I have a lot of stand-up comedians on, or and comedy writers. They are obsessed with suicide and and the whole you know uh, idea of it, and and mental health is a big thing among these guys. And it's just a, it, it's almost like a badge of honor to ca- kind of proclaim your um, suicidal uh, uh, thoughts and your mental uh, mental health problems for for in the stand-up yeah. comedy world. And it, it's, well, it's a fascinating talk, but Matt, maybe we can talk about, uh, uh, another program. Uh, we can talk about the, uh, celebrity of victimhood. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is definitely a lot of that. Oh, going on that's, a, that, that, that's a, that's a dicey subject. That's a dicey subject. Well, <laughs> uh, that will probably create a lot of trolls and uh, a lot of hate mail too. I, uh, I, I, I am the king of hate mail. I uh, and yeah, and so I I actually like it because it means people are watching and they're, they're engaged in the program. So uh, as long as it's not a violent threat, I love I love when they send me angry emails because I know you know the program means something to them and it, and they're they're listening and reacting to it. So uh, I know I can't change everybody's mind, but I, I'm I'm. So lastly, have you looked at your demographics and do you have a uh, do you have women listening? Do you have young people listening, or is it all, all geezers like me? Uh, you know what? I don't know. And I need to figure that out. I've, I've only been doing the podcast since, since March of this year. Okay. So it's relatively new and I don't really understand the, uh, the software of looking at the stuff and the demographics. What I, what I have done is, uh, just actually about two weeks ago, I hired a couple of millennials. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to, to, to explain all this stuff for me. You know, my, uh, my goal is to get to the point where I'm just doing the production and kind of looking at the bigger picture uh, on this other stuff, because I, I really don't understand the, the, te- the technical stuff is not uh, my forte. Uh, my, and my part, part of it has to do is, is uh, I've not actually did not realize this until uh, we figured this out with, with someone else, but uh, my, uh, I'm a dyslexic. 
And so that kind of technical stuff does not come easily. It comes actually very hard to me. I tried to I tried to download the Uber app onto my phone for about an hour and a half. I, I was unsuccessful. I gave it to to one of my daughters, and and she you know she did it in in about three minutes and gave me this look like what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> well, I've never been diagnosed as dyslexic, but I noticed that I can't write a sentence without having at least one or two words where the uh, the the vowels are just just position and uh uh and and I, I write things you know backwards sometimes and i'm like what the yeah. hell is it? and I, yeah. that's only been can you develop dyslexia <laughs> well, I, I i think you may have always been i don't know i've always had problem with spelling and punctuation i mean that that even to this day uh if uh, microsoft doesn't pick it up it goes out misspelled right. uh and so sometimes I'll, sometimes if i if a word doesn't look right to me i'll i'll pop it into into the browser uh but but uh, it, it's 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 a it, it's a it has it's a it's a it's a cursing and a bless because uh, when you're dyslexic, I also see things in different ways that other people don't, and I kind of like I kind of I, um, I, I, I kind of not to be touting my own horn, but I kind of see things falling into place and how things need to be done, uh, and I see over the horizon. Uh, quite often, I kind of kind of know what's I kind of know what's out there several uh, several steps ahead of the place. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, an interesting subject too. So I'd love to have you back. Let's let's uh, uh, plan on it. It's like sometime in the near future, where you come back and we'll we'll talk about this culture of victimhood. That I, I'm fascinated by that to- topic too. I uh, wish you a lot of luck. This has been a um, a good way to spend the Friday evening for me, and I, I thank you for being here and spending this time with me and and. It, the conversation it was just really good stuff so thanks a lot thanks for having me on the show man Th- thank you bye for now this episode is brought to you by put me in the story put me in the story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. 
They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Or it's the old guy, theoldguytalksofme.com. Check it out. There will be plenty of uh, links to all the stuff that Orist is uh, involved in. I hope you really enjoyed this program. I hope you uh, come back and tell your friends about it. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Go to minddogtv.com and get on my mailing list and question and comments for me. Info at minddogtv.com. Info at minddogtv.com. I actually do not have a show at all this weekend. Two days in a row I'm taking off because I will be busy doing the music stuff. Uh, private parties mostly uh tomorrow and sunday i will be back with you monday let me just look at the calendar really quick and remind myself who's going to be on monday um you know what (laughs) uh i actually have a interview with the bbc on monday morning uh so i won't be doing a show uh, then i have john colby on uh with me monday evening at 8 p.m so join me then till then i'm matt napo for the mind dog tv podcast thanks for coming enjoy the rest of your evening and bye for now you know you live the life you've chosen with no regrets no one else to blame
Cause there's one song left to play 